a second witness testified to having seen him wearing a blue coat with silver buttons, a red waistcoat, black shag breeches, tartan hose, and a feathered hat with a big coat dun-coloured, a costume referred to by one of the council as French clothes which were remarkable. There are many incidents given in the trial that point to Allen's fiery spirit and highland quickness to take offence. One witness declared also that the said Alan Breck threatened that he would challenge Ballyviolan and his sons to fight because of his removing the declarant last year from Glendurer. On another page, Duncan Campbell, change-keeper at Annet, aged thirty-five years, married, witness cited, sworn, purged, and examined at Supra de Pones, that in the month of April last the deponent met with Alan Breck Stewart, with whom he was not acquainted, and John Stewart, in Ochnachwan, in the house of the walk-miller of Ochofragen, and went on with them to the house. Alan Breck Stewart said that he hated all the name of Campbell, and the deponent said he had no reason for doing so. But Alan said he had very good reason for it, that thereafter they left that house, and, after drinking a dram at another house, came to the deponent's house, where they went in and drunk some drams, and Alan Breck renewed the former conversation. And the deponent, making the same answer, Alan said that, if the deponent had any respect for his friends, he would tell them, that if they offered to turn out the possessors of Ardheel's estate, he would make black cocks of them, before they entered into possession, by which the deponent understood shooting them, it being a common phrase in the country. Sometime after the publication of Kidnapped, we stopped for a short while in the Appen country, where we were surprised and interested to discover that the feeling concerning the murder of Glenure, the Red Fox, also called Colin Roy, was almost as keen as though the tragedy had taken place the day before. For several years my husband received letters of expostulation or commendation from members of the Campbell and Stuart clans. I have in my possession a paper, yellow with age, that was sent soon after the novel appeared, containing the pedigree of the family of Appine, wherein it is said that Alan, third baron of Appine, was not killed at Flodone, though there, but lived to a great old age. He married Cameron daughter to Ewan Cameron of Lochiel. Following this is a paragraph stating that John Stuart I of Ardsheel, of his descendants Alan Breck, had better be omitted. Duncan Bain Stuart in Achenderach, his father was a bastard. One day, while my husband was busily at work, I sat beside him reading an old cookery book called The Complete Housewife, An Accomplished Gentlewoman's Companion. In the midst of receipts for rabbits and chickens mumbled, pickled samphire, skirt pie, baked tansy, and other forgotten delicacies, there were directions for the preparation of several lotions for the preservation of beauty. One of these was so charming that I interrupted my husband to read it aloud. "'Just what I wanted!' he exclaimed, and the receipt for the Lily of the Valley Water was instantly incorporated into Kidnapped. Signed, F. V. D. E. G. S. Dedication My dear Charles Baxter, if you ever read this tale, you will likely ask yourself more questions than I should care to answer, 
as, for instance, how the Appen murder has come to fall in the year 1751, how the Torren rocks have crept so near to Erhaid, or why the printed trial is silent as to all that touches David Balfour. These are nuts beyond my ability to crack. But if you tried me on the point of Alan's guilt or innocence, I think I could defend the reading of the text. To this day you will find the tradition of Appen clear in Alan's favour. If you inquire, you may even hear that the descendants of the other man who fired the shot are in the country to this day. But that other man's name, inquire as you please, you shall not hear. For the Highlander values a secret for itself, and for the congenial exercise of keeping it, I might go on for long to justify one point and own another indefensible. It is more honest to confess at once how little I am touched by the desire of accuracy. This is no furniture for the scholar's library.